Another episode of True North Nerds, episode five. Five. <laughs> we'll five. Um, this is a uh, just a geek-tacular episode where we're going to talk about nerdy stuff. In specific, we're going to talk about Doctor Strange. Woot! The movie. Now, for those of you listening to the show, I will do this. Spoiler alert. We're going to talk about the movie. We're going to talk about all the movie. There's probably going to be a lot of spoilers in it. Now, I've also nick like named this episode Doctor Strange Spoilers. So if you avoided the title somehow and you're now listening to this, know that there are spoilers. If you still complain about this, I will email you personally every spoiler from every nerd movie that comes out from the time your email hits my inbox and probably like movies that came out a long time ago <laughs> so you Darth have, Vader is Luke's father so you have now had over a minute warning of the fact that there will be spoilers to Doctor Strange in this podcast um, wait Doctor Strange crap Wrong movie. I watched Doctor Who this weekend. Yeah, I watched I thought, Doctor Giggles. I saw Doctor Zhivago. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I did no, not watch Doctor. You Zhivago. did not have six hours to kill <laughs> this weekend. Doctor Strange Love. Oh, you guys That's are all, all quicker to think than I am. <laughs> so, Doctor Zhivago is like Doctor Strange of love <laughs> and less magic. Um, so we all saw it, we all saw it, well, Jen and I saw it together, but you guys saw it separately, mm -hmm. and by the sounds of it, we all saw it in different formats. Yeah, I want, I'm interested to see what formats you guys all saw it in. Uh, okay, Ryan. Well, I saw it in straight, like, 2D, just sitting in the movie theater, no glasses, no special, nothing. Okay. Oh, <laughs> wait, with us this, this week is Kevin, Ryan, and Jen. Like Hello. always. Hello. <laughs> like always, but I figured I'd mention it. Um, so, sorry, Ryan, you saw it in 2D? Yeah, 2D, just straight up 2D. Kevin, you saw it in Fancy Schmantz IMAX. IMAX 3D. Ooh. Oh, that must have been nauseating. <laughs> it was trippy. I had to hold on at points. <laughs> and Jenna and I saw it in regular 3D. So, we, we, there might be a little bit of comparisons. Um, I guess first we'll go around and uh, everybody's general thoughts. We'll start with Kevin. I really enjoyed it. Um, of all the Marvel characters who've made the leap to the big screen, this is probably the one I knew the least about. Maybe Guardians was cl a close second. Uh, but I knew the basics, and uh, I thought they really captured Doctor Strange really well. I thought that the small changes they made to the mythos uh, worked in the context of the movie, and I thought that you couldn't have asked for a more talented cast of people to be oh, yeah. in a Doctor mm. Strange film. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, Ryan. Uh, yeah, well, I have had like minimal exposure to Doctor Strange, just pretty much just as guest starring cartoon cartoons, mostly. like Yeah, me too. You know, the old Spider-Man cartoons and some of the newer ones and things like that. And then he pops into the odd comic where you know someone goes to him for help and he just tries to help them a bit or tells them to go away. <laughs> 
He's in one of my favorite episodes of Superhero Squad. <laughs> yes. The one where they can't sleep and they end up trying to sleep at Doctor Strange's house and that does not go over well, so they end <laughs> oh, yeah. up sleeping in the Punisher's van. That's a great oh, underrated show. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about that later. But. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so going into it really, other, you know, knowing, yeah, he does magic. He's very powerful. And his hands are messed up and he used to be a doctor. That was kind of my knowledge of his mm. origin. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought it was a great origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought it was a, a good, solid addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Jen? Uh, well, like Ryan, my introduction to Doctor Strange was basically through cartoons. I think he was in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man because I remember Spider-Man wearing his cape. Was it Ultimate Spider-Man? Um, yeah, it, yeah, he was also he also appears in the '94 cartoon, the the old one when we were kids. Like, I don't know if yeah, I remember that. Oh, you don't watch that? Oh, I'm kind of. I might have. I really like Spider-Man. It was on. It was on Fox like <laughs> barely, every yeah. and day I, in the afternoon. I found whenever I tried to watch that, it was always the same episodes over and over <laughs> That's again. That's also very true. Anyway, <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. I think it is my number. four. Four favorite Marvel movie now. Okay, what are one, two, and three? Oh, um, one is well, one and two switch. It's sometimes no. Okay, for now we'll say one is Guardians of the Galaxy, two is Ant Man, three is uh, Civil War, mostly because Ant Man and Spider Man are in it, and now Strange Doctor Strange is number four. Hmm. Oh, I didn't know we were ranking Marvel films. That's just. Today. I'll have to uh, think about this. That's now. okay. You don't okay, need to rank it. I was going to do I that only at forced the end her to the review. review so. Brent asks me after every Marvel movie where this falls in my ranking, so I've kind of had to force myself to rank them all. I do. I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, I really enjoyed the cast. I really enjoyed uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I was very excited about the introduction of magic into the Marvel universe because everything up to now has been very sci-fi, alieny, and I am a hardcore fantasy person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I really liked that it was magical and fantasy, but also modern. I really liked how they kind of blended all that together. So it was very good. Um, I've been uh, a fan of Doctor Strange for a while, like the character. And uh, I think it's the writer in me, because I've been told by people who work at Marvel the pitches they get the most often when somebody is trying to get a job there are Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange. It's always <laughs> Silver Surfer or Doctor Strange. They always have that story in their back pocket. And I don't know why. I guess maybe there's versatility to it or mm-hmm. they're kind of underused characters yeah, that you can do oh, a yeah, lot they're, with. They're both very powerful characters mm. who aren't in the forefront or the limelight. Yeah. Right? Um, and one of my earliest comic book memories is, uh, I think it was called Marvel Saga. Marvel used to put out like the these Marvel, kind it of... It was like a Marvel history. Yeah, and it, it would do kind of a reprint of a little bit of the, the origin it was stories. Like, it was like, I remember that book. It was uh, panels from old comics with text pieces yep. beside it. Yeah. So it was sort of a chronological history of the early days of the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. told through panels and prose and it had in the one that i have and it's somewhere in a long box downstairs is the the one that has dr strange's origin um that being said i really like the updates that they did like mm-hmm. uh, i really enjoyed the movie on a whole um i i like the supporting cast a lot yeah which is like benedict cumberbatch was really good but they built a really good supporting cast and did things that the comic hasn't done 
that make a lot of these characters better. Like uh, Baron Mordo, for instance, in the comics when he started is just like, you know, your typical 60s Marvel villain. He just wants to rule the world mm-hmm. or be the most powerful guy on the mm-hmm. planet. Those are his things. And in this movie, they give him a motivation to turn bad. <laughs> like, and yeah, I like that. See, I sat there through the whole movie going, I think Mordo's a villain. So did Mordo, I. Mordo yeah. is a villain. I'm sure Mordo is a villain. Yeah. And it wasn't until the very end of the movie when you're like, oh yeah, Mordo's a villain. See, yeah. this is this is how much I pay attention to Brent when he rambles on about comics that I haven't read, <laughs> which happens quite a bit. Don't deny it. Um, I was watching that and as soon as they said his name, I was like, wait a minute. Mordo's a bad guy. Yeah. I know he's a bad guy. Brent has rambled about this. But he's a bad guy with the Wi-Fi passwords. So. Yes. yes. So he can't be all bad. <laughs> Is he the guy who's purple in the cartoon? Purple in the yeah, cartoon? He usually no. wears green. Yeah, who's the, the purple outfit's guy? actually pretty close. With a purple face? No, he's like wearing a purple leotard outfit and like um, fur collar. Fur collar. Mm. I thought he no said that. His, his girlfriend in the comics used to always wear purple, Clea. Yeah. Hang on. You keep talking. Okay. I'm going to see if I can find him um, on Google. And uh, the update to Wong was kind of nice, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Oh, Wong was given, great. He's given an actual kind of role. Because in the comics, he's kind of like butler or manservant yeah, guy. Yeah. And now he's like magical librarian who can do some magic stuff, but isn't as big and powerful as Doctor Strange. But they did call him Master Wong. So he was on yeah. the same level as Mordo. and. Mm. Cassilius. Yeah, mm-hmm. played by, uh, what's his name, Benedict Wong? Benedict Wong, Who yeah. is good in everything I've seen him in so far, because he's in, he's Genghis Khan and Marco Polo, the oh, Netflix okay. series. I thought he looked familiar. I love that series. Yeah, and he's really good in it. together, though. So and okay. he was the, he was <laughs> one of my favorite parts of The Martian. He's one of the guys who works at the Rocket Labs. He's the, the main guy that the, the that they tell, like, how long will it take you to do this? He's like, Oh, if we dump the payload and we we do this, it'll take us three months. Oh, you got shit. two yeah. days. She's oh, showing us a Baron picture of Baron Zemo. Zemo. Yeah, he's not. Well, magical. he's still a Baron. Yeah, he's there, not to be fair, there are a few Barons in the Marvel universe, especially I, I in have that a Marvel time Legends period. figure of that character in the purple. Anyway, the sorry, he's the bad guy in Captain America: Civil War. That's he why he didn't wear purple. No, he didn't. No, he was. The cow. This wasn't a baron. No, they just called him Zemo. Well, this guy wasn't a baron either. They just called him Mordo. Yeah. yeah. Mordo, Zemo, Baron, Baron. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I. The one thing that confused me was a lot of the reviews kept saying, oh, it's good, but it's just kind of like Iron Man. Yeah. And I didn't. If anything, this reminded me a lot more of The Matrix than it ever did Iron Man. The only uh, thing I can see why they're comparing it to Iron Man is it's, oh, it's a rich guy. Who's a who's a bit of an asshole mm. who then becomes a hero, but they become. <laughs> but Iron Man and, stays an asshole. Well, yeah, and they become <laughs> heroes in completely different ways. It's like he's on a a path where he evolves his character and he becomes a hero for the greater good and all this. Where Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark is stays you know, an asshole. He's still a cocky asshole who wants With a to fancy build things. Suit. And, yeah, but they both get their powers because they're just looking to heal themselves, and they're both well. Like, yeah, I guess heal himself. Like, Save his life. It's strange in the movie. Did not go to what was the name of the mystical place where they. Kathmandu. Well, that no. was the city, but you know, the, the ancient uh, one. Yeah. He didn't seek out the ancient one. Oh, to, to become the Sorcerer Supreme or to save the universe yeah. from the Dark Dimension. He went to fix his hands. Oh, well, no, for sure. But yeah. he 
learned, he evolved, he found a higher calling. That That's one part of the film that doesn't quite ring true to me because it's it it never felt like he grasped that or it felt like he was thrust into this battle and he did what he had to do. Yeah. But there wasn't a moment in the film where you kind of got the feeling that Strange looked up and went, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I don't think he got that either. Sorry. I was just thinking that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I feel like, and I think he even says it in it. He's like, I just came here to heal my hands. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a sorcerer. I don't want to mm-hmm. be a wizard. I And uh, Mordo um, kind of accuses him of being a coward a lot. Right. But then he steps up because he's got this great memory and he's reading ahead. And Even, even some of that, like by the end, it's almost not like he's, it's kind of like, well, Somebody's got to do this job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the only body who can do this job. But it, Don't want to do this job, but I'm going to have to do But it's do not this until job. the extreme, extreme end. Spoiler, when uh, the Ancient One dies and, they, and they're talking to each other in the astral world. I, don't, I think that's the moment, which is at the extremely end of the movie, when mm-hmm. he's like, okay, maybe I'll hang on as a wizard. No, and Endeavor changes his mind to like, okay, now I'm going to become the Sorcerer Supreme. No. He just thinks, okay, maybe there's more to me. Well, he's not even the Sorcerer yeah. Supreme by the end of the No, movie. I know, but he's not thinking like, okay, my new goal is to be this. He's just thinking, okay, well, you know, I have, this is a different purpose, but it's still a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the Ancient One, I thought Tilda Swinton was was pretty good, I given the kind of little bit of controversy there was in her casting. She was awesome. Which I can... She was really good in that part, but I can also understand the argument uh, against... Well, have you heard their reasoning for casting her? Uh, Kevin Feige's on record as saying that they cast Tilda Swinton specifically to avoid stereotypical ancient Asian mystic. Yeah. um, The the only reason... uh, A while ago when the Iron Fist... The same problem that came up with Iron Fist, but for different reasons, obviously, is I sat down to write a piece about it, and I I ended up scrapping it, because at the end of the day... I looked at the amount of Asians in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and including the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they're all villains or they're all bad guys. They're ninjas mm-hmm. in the, the the hand characters mm-hmm. in Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I can kind of see the point. Like the closest one I could come up with as a hero was uh, Amadeus Cho's. Oh. Before Doctor Strange. And Amadeus chose mom, uh, what's her name, Cho, in Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Um, she's the only one that, and she even gets, she does bad things because she's mind controlled at one yeah. point. Well, and so, you know, it's one of those things that, like. There's there's one. There is one major one in the MCU. Uh, who it's Melinda is? May on Agents uh, of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I always forget Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but yeah, one and out of. Technically, I guess. Guy slash Daisy, her is, mother is, is yeah, Asian. at least half, yeah. Um, and That's those too. Quake, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, the, I think Marvel's trying to correct course on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Iron Fist, while Iron Fist is not going to be Asian, a lot of his supporting cast is going right. to be. 
So the, there's that, and and but at the same time, with Doctor Strange, we got we got Wong, who ended up being an awesome character. Oh yeah, you just like him because he's a kick-ass librarian. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit that one of my first thoughts in that movie, with that opening scene where the masters come to steal the the ritual, my first thought was those books are very very ineffectively shelved. They were locked into the shelf. Yeah, but the barely. shelf itself is it's like, first of all, they're barely sh- locked into the shelves. And the shelving itself, while pretty, is very ineffective. You there, were, there were mystic barriers. Didn't you see them? <laughs> they couldn't put the mystical books Still up against each other because then the power would just it would com- compound and then and the whole world would blow up. <laughs> so, and then you wouldn't see the fancy jewels that I thought were multiple. At first, I was like, even oh, the, so even, when you grab the book, do you take this medallion off the front cover and... But even the ancient not. books that were on the shelf that weren't those mystical, ineffectively shelved ones were not shelved very well. I mean... They were not using the Library of Congress cataloging system. I, I like Dewey. You but like Dewey? Yes. And also, you know, those are ancient papers. Like, the, who was controlling the humidity in there? Magic. Magic. <laughs> you can't blame Wong, though. Yeah. He, he, like he's, the he's, he's only been on the job for a couple of days, right? Is that... <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Whenever um, something happens that you don't understand, a wizard magic. did it. <laughs> or aliens. Now, Jen, in the, the car ride home, did bring up one uh, sort of thing she didn't like about the the film. Do you remember what that was? I have a lot of notes. Which oh, one okay. are you oh, wow. talking yeah. about? Notes. Well, yeah, I have a bad memory, and if we, I knew it was going to be a day or two between watching it and and discussing. and discussing it, so I had to write down my points. The uh, the Eye of Agamentos oh, uh, right. origins. That was the, one of your things. That's that you one were of my kind notes. Of so at. I wrote. Um, I was a little upset that the Eye of Agamotto, Agamotto, or Agamentos, Agamento. whatever. I was a little upset that That's it, an ad we never got That no. it ended up being an infinity stone Because I know they needed to tie it in With the whole universe And they have to you know keep that whole infinity stone Thing going But to me like I was saying before I was so happy that they were going to Actually have magic in the Marvel universe And I was so excited that They were making such a big deal That magic is introduced With Doctor Strange it's all magic and then it seems to me like it's almost a capo that this magic relic is an infinity stone, which is, I don't know if it's really supposed to be magic or not, but in all the other movies, it just, it's more like tech. So it's it kind of... Sort of. You know, I would argue in Guardians of the Galaxy, it's not. Yeah, but I don't know. To I'd me, it seemed a little bit like a cop-out. But a lot of the other ones, they're not that the stone themselves are tech, but they're incorporated into tech, to power tech. Like Loki's yeah. staff isn't really tech, it's... It's a staff with an infinity stone on the end of it. Yeah. But and like he shoots people with it. Like Thor was saying in one of the movies is that magic is just science that we don't understand. And I was like, well, okay, so now you're saying that magic isn't magic, magic is science. And then they made this big deal that like real magic is coming in. It's not magic that you just don't understand, it's actual magic. And then they're like, Oh, but it's an infinity stone. Well, when you think that um the last Infinity Stone we, we really saw is the one that gives Vision a soul 
That's more a magic thing in my really? mind. Really? Is that the last one? Wasn't it the last one we saw? Yeah, the one yeah. in Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, and it might be that I just don't understand what the Infinity Stones are. I don't think you need to. I, I, I look at the Infinity Stones as mystical objects. I yeah. always have. Yeah. I think that maybe because they weren't but really we, described that way in all the other movies. Yeah, right. and we we have the comic book background. So all we when they show up in the comics, they're, they're more or less mystical things mm-hmm. that are then... Put it onto a really kick-ass glove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it <laughs> just—I—I. I, it seems to me that it's just undervaluing magic's role in the universe. After they made such a big deal of magic mm-hmm. being this new thing. What everybody uh, think of uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who uh, I guess gets uh, geek uh, geek cred of the year for doing two. Was uh, he the bad guy? He was the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> What's the bad guy's name? Uh, Kaecilius. Kaecilius. I wrote down, I really liked his eye makeup. <laughs> but Mads also appears in Rogue One coming out in December. Yeah. So he, if he decides oh. to never act again, he's one of those guys who will get constant con oh, offers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then he'll just get residual checks from these two movies for, mm, forever. Yeah, that was in, in Hannibal on Netflix because he, he was Hannibal Lecter. Oh, okay. and, uh, I never watched that. But uh, I, I, I thought he was good. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of a shame he was really more of the herald of the villain than the villain. Mm. You know, um, yeah, he wasn't really developed a lot. It was just kind of like he's the bad guy. He grabbed the bad guy pages or the yeah. magic pages to bring the other big bad guy. Which we, we don't really get his motivation. We've seen a little bit of a, a rash of that in the last little while in, in the Marvel Universe movies yeah. that, and mm-hmm. TV shows. Did they explain why he wanted to be immortal? Why they Kaecilius? mentioned that he came, when he came there that his wife and kids had died, but they never really mentioned how or why. didn't get much why. motivation from him. Yeah. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, I was like, okay. I wonder... We don't know anything about Mordo for that matter either, other than he came in and he was broken. And too. He was given the power. And he to sees things in black his, his, and white. Yeah, yeah. He likes the rules and they're bending the rules. And the, all they're all bending the rules. And the yeah. rules were and that comes from his previous life too. They don't yeah. really state what that is. Well they said idea, that he but. showed up because he wanted to get the power to defeat his enemies. Mm. And when he got that power he realized he didn't need to defeat his like those enemies that he thought you had to defeat or whatever right he got that oh the moment of clarity and so it's almost like Caecilius and Dormammu were kind of not the real villains but it was just basically uh ramping up to uh what's his face becoming the villain Mordo Mordo very very good could be that yeah I mean, Dormammu has always been a major Doctor Strange character. I loved how they defeated him at the end. <laughs> I was, loved it. I, I wanted to stand up amazing. and cheer. Because yeah. <laughs> it also stuck to the philosophy he had about, like, well, there's always another way. And right? he doesn't want to take lives. Yeah. So he ended up just taking his own yeah. over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Until Dormammu got annoyed. <laughs> He's like, fine. <laughs> I'll leave you alone. I thought that entire last battle scene was brilliant. I sat there with my mouth open like, I'm following this plot where everything around the main characters is going in reverse order Mm. and we're following the fight scene in the opposite direction. I thought it was brilliant. Whoever plotted that is a genius because it really worked and it really paid off. In the special effects department in that scene... There is, he's just kind of off to the side. There is a guy who is on fire who goes on fire. 
because he get like something I guess happens to light him on fire, mm-hmm. and then it shows that in reverse. I like and that it's... one of the disciples got sucked into a fish tank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he got punched and he just got caught up in the rubble. And yeah. Even when uh, the main guy got walled up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. So, so um, brilliant. You saw it in IMAX. How yeah. was it? It was fantastic. You know, a lot of times I'll go to a, a regular 3D movie, and during the non-action scenes, I'll take off the glasses just because of the eye strain. Oh, I do that and too. And you look and you're like, this isn't even 3D. What's yeah. the point? Uh, even the scenes with Rachel McAdams were in 3D in IMAX. And it was really good, uh, really good 3D effects. Um, the first time that they're traveling through the Dark Dimensions, uh, I literally held on to the armrests because I had to remind myself that these seats were not actually <laughs> And now I kind of want to see it in IMAX. I mm. kind of want to see it in D-Box now. Well, because Ed, yeah. I, Ed did. So we'll, we'll I need have to, to talk to him. Ed because, because I feel like that'll give the movie an even better feel. Yeah. Um, about that scene, uh, this, uh, this won't mean too much to YouTube, but might to, might to Kevin. When they're going through, when he's going through those, Strange has been knocked through those different mm-hmm. dimensions by the Ancient One. Wasn't it, it one of those things was like, man, I wish Marvel still had the rights to the Micronauts. Yeah. Because hey, here's how you introduce yeah. them as well, a cameo. Right I was just reading them in the uh, in that uh, IDW Revolution yeah. comic now. I don't know what that is. I never thought about the Micronauts, but as he was f- dropping through all the dimensions, I'm thinking, this is how they're going to find the Wasp. Well, you just said oh, the one looked just like oh, yeah. the quantum verse that yeah, that no, man went into. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. This is how they're going to because it did. It had the same feel as that quantum microverse. That well, didn't they even say quantum a few times in yeah. this one? So it's so quantum that, energy. That was that was where my mind went when we're going through these dimensions. Oh. If we see the wasp float by, <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> that and I swear for prep for that scene, Benedict Cumberbatch must have watched the Evil Dead movies and just studied Bruce Campbell's facial expressions oh. when he gets like knocked through time or through the wall or when the evil force is pushing him down the forest. Because there was a lot of like that good over exaggeration. So I heard today that he did the voice, uh, the the facial capture. For Dormammu, who did Cumberbatch? Yeah, and then because and, and then if you look, it's in the credits. It's not named who does the voice, mm-hmm. but they said uh, yes, Kevin Feige or the director or someone said it was an unnamed British actor. No, oh, so, so they haven't come out and said who did it. Uh, well, I know that they've uh, Disney has a pretty good relationship with um, what's his face, a uh, Golem. Uh, Andy, Andy Circus. Circus. Andy Circus. His uh, motion capture studio setup that he has in in England um, that he he basically created, and it's like it's to teach and get better performances mm-hmm. out of actors. Mm-hmm. It's where uh, all the uh, motion capture things for the last Star Wars movie were done. Oh, okay, and this movie was filmed in England too, wasn't it? No, uh, a lot of it was New York. Surprisingly. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw it. I only well, really remember London that because of the credits. Yeah. And they filmed in Nepal, too. Yeah. Not Tibet. Definitely not no, Tibet. No. They, well, I, I read an interesting article um, online today. I think it was from Forbes, actually, about how they have 
why so many of the alterations to the characters in Doctor Strange were made. Oh, it's the Chinese box office. the Chinese box office, right? So they had to take Tibet out of the... Out of the storyline. In the uh, comics, yeah. the ancient one's from Tibet. We cannot have a Tibet. She's yeah. Celtic now. Yeah. And that's why the final climax scene takes place in Hong Kong. And that's why, you know. Yep. That's why it's really why part of Avengers uh, Age of Ultron has bits in Korea. Yeah. For no other reason other than to boost that box office a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And wasn't there a scene in Iron Man 3? Iron Man 3 was the whole Shanghai the whole surgery scene. thing. Yeah, there, there's a whole sequence in Iron Man so, 3 that we never saw that yeah, was basically in their plus version. Plus, Disney has a few theme parks over there that they want these characters to be known so they yeah. can build attractions. Um, speaking of which, there's an Iron Man ride opening at Hong Kong Disneyland right oh, after really? Christmas. Oh, really? I haven't heard that <laughs> one. Yeah. My cousin's r- ridden on that Tron ride. Oh, in Shanghai? Oh, that looks so good. <laughs> uh, Here's a little, a little uh, sort of... Slightly off topic, but uh, Doctor Strange um, started making character appearances, meet and greets at Walt Disney World in Florida this week. Oh, really? Uh, so there's that much synergy, eh? Like oh, yeah. When a movie, movie comes, comes out, comes out, the character shows up. Here's the thing, though. Uh, I'm a huge theme park nerd. You guys know that. So um, there is at Universal, there is Marvel Superhero Island. Yeah. The licensing agreement. But that that Universal signed with Marvel, and they signed it with Marvel in the late nineties. Yeah. So it's before Disney was in, but around bankruptcy time, yeah. if I'm not yeah. mistaken, just so before it that. says they have rights in perpetuity yeah. for theme park use east of the Mississippi River for all characters affiliated with the Avengers, the X Men, and the Fantastic Four. Disney feels that Doctor Strange falls through those cracks. And obviously, definitely feels that it falls through those cracks as they went out and did it. So they've gone out and put a Doctor Strange meet and greet. It's actually a guy who comes out and does magic tricks. Really? Dressed as Doctor Strange. Now, (laughs) Now, they do not they do not publicize it. Nowhere on their website will Uh... you see times for a Doctor Strange meet and greet. Nowhere do they use the word Marvel in the signage that's even in the park. Yeah. It just says, have an encounter with the mystic arts. Oh, and if you're in the right place at the, the right, right time, time, you will see Doctor Strange come out and greet the kids. That's actually kind of neat. It's because very... it fits the character, yeah. too, to a certain extent, right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Plus, there's almost nothing left at Disney's Hollywood Studios Park. So if they are gonna, if they can get a few people to come in because they think they might meet Doctor Strange, more power to them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we'll, we'll, we know where the movie stands uh, with Jen. But we'll go around and uh, where does it sit in your your Marvel list? Do you know yet, Kevin, or do you need a minute to think? It's not going to be top top three or five, but I I think that I, I I've enjoyed pretty much all of the Marvel movies. I would put it somewhere in the middle, uh, maybe about the same kind of ranking as as an Ant Man or a mm. Oh, Ant Man was so awesome. Oh, I loved Ant Man too, but I would put it at the top of my list probably. Winter Soldier, Avengers, the first Avengers, and I don't Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are probably my yeah. top three. Yeah, I'd probably have to agree with you. And like, yeah, it can flip flop. And Civil Wars, them. Civil Wars, very close to. Yeah, well, for sure. Like, I uh, would put Civil War above Avengers at this point to a certain extent for me. But it, it's. I didn't get the feeling. 
Yeah. I know, you, I know where you're going. I sit in these movies and go, oh my God, 13, 13-year-old me's head would explode. If 13-year-old <laughs> me so. was watching Avengers, and the first time I really got it was during Avengers when the whole team coalesced. Oh, fine. Uh, Especially at the yeah, end? Yeah. It's yeah. just a game yeah. over. Yeah. And I got it again when all the heroes were fighting in Civil War. But... Yeah, and I didn't get that kind of feeling with Doctor Strange. So, you know, I'd put it on the ranking of a Thor. Uh, maybe a the little The first bit. Thor, you mean? Yeah, mm. yeah, so maybe... So there's been 14 Marvel movies now. Yeah, that's the hard part, yeah. Mm. Uh, I'd probably put it somewhere around number eight or nine. Yeah, no, I'd have to... I, I'm in that same ballpark. It's like, you know, I try to think, well, what movie do I want to sit down and I know that I'll, I'll watch and I'll watch and I'll watch. I don't know how many times I've... Been up, you know, visiting my parents and one of some channels doing a Avengers marathon, and it's like they show Avengers, then Captain America, and then Thor. It's like they always show them out of order, mm-hmm. but yeah. it doesn't matter. And I end up sitting through most of them while I'm visiting my parents on Christmas Day. But uh, what else are you gonna do, right? You know, you open the presents yeah, and not then talk to your parents. Well, no, I, I talk to them while they watch. Forget family time. There's <laughs> Avengers on TV. Hey, it's not my fault that they're also watching it oh, in the background. So. My family would never watch it. Oh, my neither. Oh, is he mine would? Yeah. Or my dad would, I think, right? But, yeah, no, like, you know, yeah, Love Guardians, I'll watch that one anytime it's on. Same with the first Avengers. Uh, Winter Soldier's just a great, you know, yeah, spy action movie. Civil War's good, too. Like, it's, it's up there. Uh, it's been so long that like, we all forget about the first Iron Man movie, but sit down and watch that again, and it's like... It, it was revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. like... It, I guess the, really the only weak one so far is you start to say the Thor ones, but even the first Thor yeah. movie I really is, liked the is Thor a movies. solid movie. Mm. I, like, at the bottom of my list, I'd probably put Incredible Hulk and Thor The Dark World. Uh, okay, so we're yeah. including Incredible Hulk. Norton Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'm not sure, did I mention last week one of the plot holes that the, you know how I was on that Luke Cage plot yeah. podcast? <laughs> one of the plot holes that they found in the Marvel Universe through Luke Cage? Yes, you did. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you mentioned it on podcast. Yeah, it's just that Harlem gets destroyed in in Hulk, and but yet not mentioned in Luke Cage at yeah. all. But they fixed it. I want to go back to speaking of Thor. Okay, mm. speak of Thor. The uh, the scene at the end of uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, I was going to go into that. And... <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, no, We're works. going into it now. No, go ahead. Yay! <laughs> I'm I get so the final excited. Word regardless, so. I'm so excited for a movie with Benedict Cumberbatch and Chris Helmsworth and Tom Hiddleston all together. See, I'm Do- not convinced that doesn't take place and take place until after the next Thor movie. That's okay. Though. I want to see the next Thor movie too. Well, they no, say that Loki and he are on in New York. Yes. Looking for and Odin. They have been all kinds of reports. Well, we all saw the picture of the two of them sitting in front of a newsstand. Yeah. Uh, filming. And so they were, they were they were in New York oh, filming stuff true. for the movie. So this could be at the end of the next movie. Mm. Or it could be at the very beginning. We don't know what's going on with Thor And this and brings Loki. up the question of where in the timeline does this movie fit? Okay, I wanted to get to that. So I have, I'm thinking... And then it's I, after so, Civil War. It's after Civil War? Because the phone call that he gets before the car accident? No, I wondered I, about that. I it, don't think that's for Rhodey. You don't think it that's is. for Rhodey? No. That was my oh, first thought too. It's but gotta they, be. No, it doesn't have to be. It could be any nameless soldier trying on uh, a hammer tech. Because if you think, if it starts after Civil War, then that means it's a whole year. Because they've gone on... Well, I, Heard today as well, Kevin Feige's gone on record or 
or the director, one of the two of them, that Strange's training took a year. And yet to think, if you look at, you know, from his surgery to his recovery, that doesn't happen overnight. Uh, that's trying. So uh, if that happened during Civil War, then that means we've jumped a whole year in the Marvel timeline. So maybe part of the movie started before Civil War, then while he was off training. He did have a Civil trophy War. in his... In, uh, this is nitpicky, and I read it in an online article, but there was a trophy that Strange had in an apartment that said, you know, top surgeon 2016. Oh. So... Which, it it which could be Marvel's just not keeping track of their chronology at yeah. this point, really. But given how tightly these things have been plotted, mm. this seems like a weird thing to have to slot in. Well, that was one of my notes, too. I well, was Doctor's... speaking of the chronology. I was saying, um, you know, it, to me, I was watching that. I'm like, how long was Doctor Strange there? I actually wrote that. Did he learn all of these things in like a month? How long was he there? Mm. So, I mean, it could very well be that it started off before and then there I was I guess you the can training. always say, too, if you want to cop out a little bit, is once you're inside that temple, eh, time is well, a yeah, relative thing. Is, he was there that. for a year inside the temple. Outside, it was five minutes. And he's and got it, control of the time gem. Yeah. And it could even be that the year they're talking about could be from when he got injured to when we, you know, to the rest of the movie takes place over a year even, right? Yeah. But, you know, we see Avengers Tower only a couple times early on. Mm -hmm. So it could easily happen need... between... Uh, Age of Ultron and Civil War like start and then by mm. the time the movie's finished didn't, we've caught up because in didn't they move out of the tower in Age of Ultron? Yes. That's a uh, but the tower yeah. would still be well, yeah, that's think. a pretty big building to yeah. demolish. Plus they mention Doc you know Stephen Strange in Winter Soldier. In He's one of the was ones it in that soldier. Was it that far back? Yes. Yeah. I could, oh, yeah. Because it's the hit list that yeah. Hydra is going to right. blow up with their craft carrier. So, so the shield heli helicarrier. Some of this stuff. They, then... they list the different people that, and there's a couple different Marvel characters that they just throw in their regular names. And oh, I didn't. Yeah, they didn't I didn't remember that by name at some point. So if it's not there, then I'm, I kind of so feel like Coulson said have... his name at some point. Coulson. I, I think I feel, maybe it was on an episode of of, of Agents of Shield because he's uh, not in that. Yeah, but I somebody at some point says Stephen Strange, or you see like when they do the zooming in and, and Winter Soldier says, you know, Doctor, you know, his name is because everybody I remember when it happened, it's like, oh my god, this because there yeah. wasn't an you know the movie wasn't happening yet yeah. at that point. You see the uh, the subtle costume change they did for the Thor scene. They added the the yellow. Leper spotty gloves. I don't know if they had oh, the yeah, leopard spot. Yeah, that. I oh, did. On the, oh, on the cops. He was it, wearing gloves. In yeah. There. I uh, thought he did look different, but. A little bit. It's, uh. I'm so overall. There's a couple of time jumps in this. Yeah, film. but overall, pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Solid movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. We'll watch again. Yes, definitely. I kind of want to go see it in theaters again. Well, uh, now I'm kind of curious to see it in IMAX like Kevin did or uh, D Box. I so. also have to mention the cape. Yes. Oh, the yeah. cape was great. Didn't he the remind cape, you of the the carpet, carpet? from Aladdin? He yeah. was probably the cape was probably my favorite character in that movie. When it starts wiping the tears, yeah, away from and his he's face. like, stop it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Here's an interesting little tidbit too that I realized after the film: every single lead character in that movie, except Mads Mikkelsen, is at least an Oscar nominee, if not a winner. Wow. Who's, which one's that? So uh, the bad guy, except oh, okay. Caecilius. Oh, okay. 
Poor Cumberbatch, maybe that's why he was a bad guy. Edgy of four, even Rachel McAdams well, was not. I was noticing like the amount of star power, like or like really solid actors. Even uh, what's his name, Benjamin Bratt? Yeah, isn't it for like a grand total of ten minutes? <laughs> it's like, and he's a good actor. <laughs> Do you think it's the the call of the Marvel paycheck or the Disney paycheck of like? I do this, maybe I can get into that next Star Wars movie. You know, like I think kind it's a combination of, like, of they're starting and, to see that you know these movies aren't just well the the superhero you know I'm making air quotes here movies that stigma is kind of going away because mm. Marvel has got this 14 movie track record of yeah. making solid movies that make money. Marvel's the new Pixar. I, I would, I've been saying that the last week is how I've been saying that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like even the worst Marvel movie is still pretty good. good. Oh, yeah. Same with Pixar. Even the worst I Pixar movie is still pretty good. The lowest rated Marvel movie on uh, Metacritic is Thor The Dark World. And it's, really? And it's rated 74. Wow. I would have really? assumed Hulk would have been. I would have put the See, Iron I Man really too. See, I really like that but second Hulk, Hulk movie. Hulk. Yeah. I would have put Iron yeah. Man 2, I think, is my least favorite of all of them. I, but you know what? Yeah. It hold, I, I would have thought the same. Actually, I thought Iron Man 3 for the longest time was my like least favorite of the Iron Man movies. But sit back and watch it now. After a couple viewings. Iron Man 3 is fun. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to say, a, after a couple beers. Oh, well, <laughs> the only thing with Iron Man 3 asleep, is, for but. me, it's a Shane Black movie. And you can tell it's a Shane Black movie just how it's, it's written. It's yeah. like, it's a movie it's like he had the script sitting around and then... Put Iron Man in it's it. A, it's a PTSD movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's good to see that side of a superhero. It's like, he just fought aliens and threw a nuclear missile at them and almost <laughs> yeah. died in space. You're going to have issues after that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like Which that. Which seems to have cleared up at least two movies later. Well, he did try to make... Well, he did. Well, he didn't try. He did create a killer robot that tried to take over the world. <laughs> well, yeah. Different coping and then, mechanisms. And then he started fighting with his best friend. <laughs> I don't think he's over it yet. Well, his best friend knew who killed his parents. Yeah, and did he tell him? Was this the first Marvel movie with the new Marvel Studios logo at the beginning? I yes. believe the, so. The whole, the, 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 I noticed that. Because like, okay. I'm like, this is really because it it really brings the whole universe yeah. together now. It yeah. also, re, uh, as a political thing, I think it really separates it from the comic book division because yeah. those things are now two separate. Now points. I wonder if. The other Marvels, like the when we see the X Men movies, mm. he still before this, get that still get the Marvel logo, and it would, but I wonder if we'll get the, this Marvel Studio logo or not. I doubt it. This we is won't. We won't know until Logan, Logan, I guess. Right, Logan's yeah. the the next non Marvel Marvel movie. What trailers did you guys get? Because I I got Old Man Logan in front of it, and I did yeah. not. It, I got Rogue oh. One. Yeah, we Rogue got that One too, in IMAX. Right? I'm going back I, uh, in a I got, few weeks yeah, Rogue to One, the IMAX. Uh, Wonder Woman did not. Get we didn't no, get we didn't Wonder get Wonder Woman because I was expecting Wonder Old Man Woman. Logan. Um, we got. I think that was it. We, we got Old Man the, Logan. Did we get the Arrival? Yes, I got. Yeah, I got no, the Arrival. We no, we didn't get the either. Arrival. We got Old Man Logan. Oh, Star Fantastic Wars. Beasts. Yeah. Uh, did we get that one? We got Fantastic Beasts. I don't think so. I'm so excited for that movie. So overall. Uh, and I gotta go look see at, it. I gotta look at my notes and see if I oh, missed, anything. If missed anything. But we didn't talk about the astral projections and him popping out of his body to do the to help her do surgery. That on was him. great. And Did in three D, it was awesome. Did you ever read uh, Doctor Strange: The Oath? No, because oh, that was pulled yeah. right, yeah, out, right of out of that. And 
hence why those guys get a thank you credit at the end of the movie. Mm. So but, uh, the only note I had left was uh, also thought the wizard school should be a little more liberal with their warnings. Like when you're explaining how the mirror dimension works, maybe also mention that things that draw their power from the dark dimension are more powerful in the mirror dimension. Seems like a good side note for the lesson. <laughs> well, they always put the warnings after the spells. Yes. Yeah, that was hilarious. But that wasn't him reading a spell. That was yeah. him and the ancient one in the mirror dimension. You know, it kind of could have been like an, oh, by the way, if you're fighting in here. Well, I'm sure if he, would, he could have looked it up to learn about the mirror dimension. There's all those books that you were talking about earlier. That's true. So, because, but they weren't shelved properly. No, so, so we why, couldn't find it. Yeah, there you go. So are Good we librarianship. also in consensus that the second one, <laughs> assuming there is a second one, gets Baron Mordo as the... Oh, uh, Sure. The the villain. That's what the oh yeah they built that up really well. That we'll see. That could uh, I can't claim this theory either. I saw this one online, where there's people expecting maybe that would be the climax for the third movie, but in the second one we see him going around stealing other wizards' power. Oh, but like it would in just kind of be a B plot. Yeah, where Doctor Strange is you know. Uh, the person or that's a possibility wanted me about sending him to like the nightmare zone nightmare because well, maybe it was a red herring but everybody on the press tour has been saying like been hinting or dropping the like well nightmare would be kind of cool bad guy like well, everybody was apparently so. the director had wanted to put him into this movie oh that's a little much to cram and in. that's why we cooler heads prevailed the only major part of the Doctor Strange mythos that didn't make it into this movie was Clea and you can always do that later. Clea was Strange's girlfriend in the comics for years and years. I don't think she's been around for a while. I think she, she showed up. In Fearless Defenders, I just read. And she issues. showed up, coincidentally, in the last issue of Doctor Strange or two I mean, she, issues ago. Yeah, so like she, she's been around the last two months. A, a sorceress who was rescued from the Dark Dimension by Strange. Okay. Well, maybe that'll come into the next movie. I felt a little bad, too, for Rachel McAdams. She was relegated to the supportive girlfriend role she's night nurse but no yeah well she's one of what there's three of them that have been there's been three characters that have been night nurse i guess oh in the comics yeah there's her but they've actually called the other one a night nurse yeah in the daredevil and uh, well you actually refer to her that way in the luke cage series maybe they'll open up a hospital together there you go I was going to say, as far as the supportive girlfriend character goes in these Marvel movies, she actually did a really good job. Mm -hmm. And even though she was just the the supportive character, um, she still had a personality and fire. And, you know, I was thinking like... An intelligence. She's an a intelligence. Doctor. Yeah. She's a doctor. I mean, are you comparing her to like Jane Foster? Yeah, I was thinking of of uh, uh, Thor movies and, and even um, what's her face in the Iron Man movies. Oh, Pepper. Yeah. Pepper. Well, there's I mean, a reason why those two women there. haven't showed up in the last yeah, two couple Yeah, they're of there, movies, but right? they're almost like scenery. Like, yeah. they do nothing, really. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm, it hasn't been stated publicly, but the rumor is that's why uh, Natalie Portman didn't do the new Thor movie. Yeah. She's like, there's nothing here for me to do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was there any other Easter eggs that anybody picked up on or wanted There's to... There's the supposed Captain Marvel... Uh, oh, I never... T- uh, okay, that's It's one in I the same heard. phone call. That's yeah. the, the girl who got hit by lightning and it affected her schizophrenic implant or something. It's the okay. second one right after yeah, the yeah, one we so assume is Rhodey. Okay. Uh, well, somebody point blank asked the director that and he's like, maybe. 
And like, so who knows? It could be full of shit. It could yeah. be the legit thing. I had one that I didn't spot, but uh, a coworker of mine um, mentioned to me. Um, he said that one of the uh, the relics that they were talking about was the staff of one. Yeah. And it was given to uh, Nico's mother. You know, Nico oh, from, from Runaways? Runaways? Yeah, Nico. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if Whatever her name is, I don't remember. She yeah. is in one of the, I guess... One of the battle scenes. Yeah, because yeah. she takes the she takes the staff of one. Yeah, yeah, I read I, that too. Actually, yeah, there was a oh pre, a, uh, a comic. Now I want to see it again. Which makes <laughs> sense. Why that kind of makes more sense. Why there why, was a Nico action figure. Yeah, that came out as part of the Doctor Strange yeah. wave. Because that was the, that's the only one I've gotten so far. And it would be awesome if they could somehow tie Runaways into this whole Marvel universe. Well, Maybe not a movie, well, but even a TV, TV show. TV series coming. Yeah, yeah, but that, the question mark is it. that, is that going to be something they retcon and like, no, it wasn't Nico. You know? No, it wasn't Nico. It was her mother. Well, they oh. already they already stated her name in the comic. You know how they do, do those. Uh, prequel the, movie comics. Yeah, that does anybody buy those? Nobody I know no, does. I don't think so. I don't. I, I don't think know. I might have picked up one of the older ones, but one with other movies. And then it was like, if it turns out it's like half the comic is, pre, you know, prequel, and then the other half is just some random old story mm. that kind of ties into what the mm. movie is. So, but apparently in that comic, she plays a big role, and like somebody goes and like saves her from something, like some dark dimension type thing. So that's where the whole that oh that's her there and. And apparently the guy that was the master of the Manhattan uh, Sanctum is the, is Brother Voodoo's fa- brother. Or, no, oh. Dr. Voodoo. I or heard whatever. there was a reference to Brother Voodoo in yeah. that. Would, it's his brother that, that, that gets sense, killed. Because his brother was mystical. Like, brother Voodoo's origin is that he's like an actual doctor or something like that. And then his brother, who's the mystic one, dies, and therefore bringing Brother Voodoo into the mystic realm to get revenge for his brother. Yeah. And his brother's even, like, a spiritual sidekick or something like that. Like, like, he's a ghost or something. Yeah. And then he becomes Sorcerer Supreme for a while. For a while, yeah. Hence why he's got an action figure, too. Everybody has an action figure. Except me. I don't have one yet. Me neither. We can get you one. There's, there's a booth at the, mo- at yeah, the mall. That, yeah, I was going to say, there's a place at the mall where you can do you it. and make you into a 3D model. Yep. Got to lose some of this gut first. Yeah. I don't do think they the edit. Oh, do they do the edits? I'm sure we can ask them to. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a bunch of three and three quarter inch heads and add them onto your G.I. Joe's. So <laughs> leaving, uh, leaving the realm of uh, Marvel and going into the realm of DC, uh, Ryan picked up on a piece of news that I'm pretty sure we're all happy about. I hope yes. it's the same news I heard about. Yes, it was going to be my recommendation uh, last, be... uh, last episode, but I, I sidetracked and did the Spider-Man thing. So it was going to I have to do it this week. They've announced a season three of Young Justice. I just saw Woo-hoo! that on DC um, DC's YouTube channel. This I morning. saw it on Newsarama posted an article last night. I noticed. I was like, "Now is this a real article?" Yeah. Or is this so I was like, "Let's see." So I, I looked at it. Uh, okay. So I went, "Okay, let's Google this." And all of a sudden, it's like, "Yep, yeah, popping up on all the sites yeah. and some real news you know, sites that are reporting this stuff." It and was so, it was on DC's um, YouTube channel this morning. Yeah. So they have not, uh, I asked Ryan, they have not announced where it's going to end up, correct? Nope. This could, this, I was thinking about it just now. This could end up like the Vixen cartoon and mm-hmm. end up on their website. Yeah. Which or, isn't a bad thing CWC either. Uh, 
there are uh, there are ways to watch it on your big screen. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not I'd gonna re- say what those ways are, but I'd love it if it showed up on Netflix. Now, yeah. DC is a Time Warner company. Yes, it is. And so, what other what are the Time Warner media properties? They uh, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network is or they don't deserve it after what they did last time. Well, yeah, but hopefully, cooler heads have prevailed in this case. It's been um, six years since, it and went that up was yet. going to be my question: Is it too long now? Like it, we will dig it. I don't, I don't think it's been too long because I think it's found and it's refound its audience now that it's been on Netflix. And but you see, it always you know showed up in the, every couple of news cycles with mm-hmm. the whole oh there's a petition for a third mm-hmm. season and oh if we have to watch it more on Netflix then I think I think that probably actually worked. I think. People mm-hmm. went back to it. It had good numbers when it was on originally. It's just the toys didn't sell. Well, there were no toys. Yeah. It's part of the reason why the Green Lantern movie stalled for so long, too. Like no, the, the sequel Lantern to movie? Shitty oh. toys. And the, the, the movie did not do amazingly, but oh. the toys did horribly because they were awful. Oh. The three and three quarter inch figures were shit. Pure uh, shit. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm not a toy guy, so... Yeah. I watched and the, the six inch ones were hey. and that, that was wasn't really bad. That I was pretty good. That, that yeah. was fun. Yeah. It took me a while to get used to that computer CGI. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. after once they got through those first like five, six episodes of just, oh, I'm a Green Lantern flying around in space, look yeah. at my power. Once they actually got into a story, yeah. and then, then it was good. It was sort of two stories. There was like a two thirteen episode. Yeah, and we can and we've seen the the influence of that cartoon on other properties. Um uh, okay, so I didn't put a warning for Supergirl, a spoiler warning for Supergirl, so I won't go into it. But this there, there is a spoiler. A, there is an obvious uh, uh, Young Justice influence on oh. Supergirl oh, yeah. due to a certain character that shows up that, like, I honestly didn't see coming. Yeah, no, so. I was very surprised when they introduced that character. As well. I had it spoiled for me. Oh, you knew that already. Yep. Well, I had heard that they were going to be introducing. I didn't tell the you because I'm a loving person. Uh, I tried to keep my spoilers quiet. I know. Now, was that character originally created? Like, where was where where did she show up first? Didn't she came did, up in fifty two. I want to say yes, but I don't honestly know. Like, did she show up? I think Jeff John Jeff John's created her. Yeah, she seems was like it a Jeff part John's of his character. Teen Titans run. Yes. Yes. Um... It was, I, I think she first appeared in 52, and then that one year later jump, she was part of the Teen Titans. Okay. Because I've read many, quite a few comics with, we haven't even named the character, it's Miss Martian. Now you spoiled it. <laughs> it's Miss Not Martian. me, email Kevin. You don't have my email address. When you do the write-up for this, just put a little side note. Also... Spoiler for yeah, Supergirl. Well, we're talking good. around this character. So yeah, by the time no, this is out, good. if anyone's watching Supergirl, they'll have already seen it anyway. So Miss Martian, I really like that character too a lot. And uh, I, I'm pretty sure she came from Jeff John's run of Teen, Teen Titans. Titans. I loved that run on Teen Titans. I yes. I don't have uh, I'm still missing some of the later trades. Has that ever been collected? Yes. Yeah. I have some of the because I, I want to try it. I'll be honest. I've I've never been able to get into anything that Jeff Johns written. I think he's a a very oh. good writer. It's just there's something in his style that I don't click with. I couldn't read his Green Lantern run. Really? 
I, I oh, read the I read it, the first six issues and I was like, oh, that's okay. I gave away the trade to a friend of mine. Uh, and also, I have to say, the Martian names drive me up the wall. Magan? <laughs> yeah, Dijon. John. Dijon. Uh, Miss Martian first appeared in Teen Titans 37 in 2006. Okay, so she's a comic book Jeff, character John, first. And Wait, she would have been pre-52. That would have been one year later. Pre-52? The Martian names, sorry, this is my last part of the rant, reminds me of those like hipster parents who are like, I'm going to name my child something unpronounceable, but you actually pronounce it Bob just because I want him to be special. Sorry. <laughs> That's what it, it bugs the heck out of me. So you're, you're saying Martians are the original hipsters? Or, yeah, the original annoying parents. Or hipsters parents. are trying to be Martians. Ooh. You know. It's like, her name is Tiffany, but it's spelled with... Or our Martians are hiding as hipsters. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Explains and like, the hair Yeah, buns. you know how Martians have those pointy heads? <laughs> hair bun. Um, okay, so before we continue to offend any other people, we might as well move along. Fuck um, that. Do you think hipsters <laughs> you are actually... You wear a stupid haircut, I'm going to make fun of you. Um, but yes, yeah, so... Stupid Martian hipsters. For people that don't hipsters. know what we're talking about, 52, pre-52, post-52, Marvel comi- uh, DC He's... Comics rebooted... And caught, you know, the, the new 52. So anything no, that happened I'm before that pre, was pre-52. No, I'm talking about the, the weekly series that came out in 2005. Oh, the 52. 52. Oh, yeah. that, was, that, that was a great series. That, that's where I thought she first appeared. Oh, okay. Was in, not the new 52. That's was that, in the, was in the okay, weekly sorry. book, no, 52. I'm, Seriously? No. Did DC really do that? Yeah. yeah. Don't you watch the DC shows? Whenever no. If, if, you're, if you ever watch any of the DC TV shows, whenever they're going to a news channel, it's on channel 52. Which was great. And then, and then and yeah, there's 52, 52 news. Planets, 52 Earths. And, and 52, 52 is their magic number. Instead of 42, it's 52. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Big Belly Burger. And Big, Big Belly, Belly Burger. Burger. That seems to be the consistent, at least in the there's TV There's one in every, on should, every Earth. If the movies wanted two. to throw... Oh, no, yeah, because, that's right, because, because he mentions they don't have Jesse it. Whenever and, Jesse and Harry come over from Earth 2, they're like, we got to go to Big Belly Burger. Yeah. We don't have those on our Earth. Yeah. <laughs> they should open a franchise. Yeah. So, speaking of Young Justice, is there any other cartoons that deserve uh, another season to come back in? Oh, we've had this discussion before. I know what we? I would say. I don't think um, even though there's an Avengers cartoon on right now, oh the yeah, one, the one that was on before that, yeah, was so good with Wasp, the yes. one with Wasp, that yeah, was on, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, yes, because the ones on now is Avengers Assemble, Avengers Assemble, yeah, yeah. Avengers yeah. Earth's Mightiest Heroes was able to condense sweeping Marvel crossovers into like three episode story arcs that made sense. Mm. And it felt like almost every character was fair game to be on that show. Well, they even introduced like new Avengers. Yeah. They, oh, the Avengers are gone. Let's bring in Wolverine and Spider-Man and the thing. And then, well, by the end with you know, Galactus shows up and then everybody goes mm-hmm. to fight and say, oh, yeah. It was, it was so good. Yeah. And when they decided, oh, we need to end this and create a new show with the team from the movies, I'm like, yeah. Really? Not not really. I can keep That seems to be corporate policy, yeah. which I'm, I'm not sure I agree with, but I can kind of understand. It's like the, the Doctor Strange in the movie is very much the current comic book Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. but that Doctor Strange has been tweaked a lot, especially since the 
the new series started out. And they, they seem to be doing that is make sure the, and I don't blame them, is make sure the comic book is the same as the movie guy. So if somebody, as rare as it may seem, goes to pick up the comic after the movie, they're not confused to why it's a completely different character. Mm. Now, did either, or any of you see the, there's supposed to be like a new Marvel cartoon with Doctor Strange, Hulk, and I think the Howling Commandos? No. An animated what? movie? Yeah. Is it a movie or is it a show? Well, I I thought it was supposed to be like one of those direct-to-DVD movies. Mm -hmm. But I know I did catch part of an episode of Hulk and uh, the Agents of Smash a few weeks ago. that Right around Halloween that had them teaming up with the Howling Commandos. The the the, monster The monster version of the Howling Commandos uh, fighting... Uh, off Dormammu and the uh, the nameless what what are the ones what are the uh, the mindless ones is that what they're called the uh, the little the gray guys with those sl- yeah. slits for yeah, eyes yeah. the mindless one an army of mindless ones mm-hmm. and Dormammu was trying to come over from the dark <laughs> dimension and I didn't watch it all because I ended up leaving to go somewhere I can see that idea of taking over for Agents of Smash because that show's been is what three or four seasons now maybe I don't even know if it's the, it might be two or three I think isn't the cardinal rule with the animation for the most part it's like four seasons and then you yeah, finish seems up seems to be is, uh, it was I think Paul Dini told me that once name drop look yeah. at him <laughs> just dropping those names is because I asked him about something, and that's and that's why there's only four seasons of Batman the animated series, and why there's okay. yeah, and I think Superman's the same too, and maybe Justice League. It, it's it's yeah. like it's a bunch of financial stuff that goes into mm-hmm. it, and basically by that point you also have enough cartoons to go into syndication, syndication and stuff. You might have already had and, the toys running for a bit. If yeah, you had toys going, it's a, it's like that's the magic number. Now some shows. Go beyond that, obviously. Uh, Simpsons. Well, yeah, but that's an adult (laughs) show. But even like, I was commenting, Jen, how many seasons is My Little Pony into now? Six. Six. Which is unusual. Yeah. There was an animated direct to DVD Doctor Strange film in two thousand seven. Yep, it was garbage. Was it actually a movie or was it one of those motion comics? No, No, it was was direct to DVD movie. movie. It was the same time the Iron Man one came out. The the first Iron Man one. Has a brief non speaking cameo in the Planet Hulk animated movie. Yeah. Doctor Strange appears in the twenty sixteen animated film Hulk, where monsters dwell. There you go. Hmm, Sounds kind of neat. Yeah. Well, we are coming to the end of the episode, so as is tradition, go around for nerdy stuff that people should check out. Kevin, what are you <laughs> going with? I was going to go with Young Justice Season 3, uh, still so can. now i got to come up with something else. Um, we, we don't talk about this before we sit down, so it's okay. You can have the same thing. Well, Let's just make different points. I've been watching a lot of 60s, 60s stuff lately. And oh, that reminds me. i got something to bring up for everyone at the end of the show. And... So. Um, I'm going to give you something that I'm not going to recommend, <laughs> which is season two of Spider-Man from the 1960s. <laughs> they had no budget, and so they recycled animation from Rocket Robin Hood, which means there are no recognizable Spider-Man characters in the series except Peter Parker, 
And the first season, while repetitive, at least had Electro and Sandman and Scorpion and the classic J. Jonah Jameson villains. and Betty Brant. You know, uh, his supporting cast was there, and the villains were there, and so at least you were getting what felt like adaptations of Marvel stories. I don't really. I, I'm going to keep watching because I'm almost through to 1969, but um, he. If he goes to one more parallel dimension where he meets, a, a, you want to watch something about magic and, and fantasy, there are a lot of crazy, creepy monsters living under the earth or in a parallel dimension, <laughs> or he'll get that, sucked back 18 million years into the past. That are looking for work after the Rocket Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah. The last episode I watched was called Vine, and he fought a giant plant from prehistoric times that looked like a violet. With a uh, with a snapping mouth, it was bad. It was bad. So, <gasps> Spider Man nineteen sixty eight. No, uh, but Star Trek nineteen sixty eight. Quite fun. Keep watching that. <laughs> Ryan, we didn't know what you're going with, but why? Well, I was Young Justice. Um, no, especially no. I, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. I will. I will specify because I'm not sure. It is at least on Canadian Netflix. I True. assume it's on American Netflix, I but is. I do not know for sure. Um, it is some of the, the 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 best depictions of those sidekick characters to get your your you know your, your generalizations of well, this is what when I think of Robin, you know, this is how you kind of think of Robin when you think of someone like Superboy, like. That Superboy depiction is as close to the, like the Jeff Johns Teen Titans run of Superboy mm. that you'll find. It's almost the exact same character except for a few things. Now, it's not the, you know, original one where he's got the leather jacket and the the funky hair and the sunglasses and he's all cocky. And it's not the New Fifty Two one where it, I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think he's even alive anymore. Yeah, who um, knows? And yeah, the the character depictions the every character gets an arc. Uh, by the second season, there's a bit of a time jump, and you get to see them a little older. Yeah, it was cool. Um, you get you know you get Nightwing, you get Tim Drake uh, as Robin. They totally do jump over Jason Todd, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Blue Beetle was a major character. Blue, yeah, you get the the Jaime Reyes Blue mm-hmm. Beetle. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh yeah, that. I liked him in that. Uh, you get uh, Kid were- Flash. I loved that Icon and Rocket were on that show. Yep. And they Which to... surprised me because there's weird right stuff with that because those aren't actual DC characters, but they kind of are. Yeah. They're owned by Milestone Media. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it was, I guess uh, there are certain deals that have worked out that work out kind of in perpetuity. Yeah. Unless you buy Young Justice and those ed- episodes are edited out. Yeah, and I, even by you know by the second season, they're interacting more with the the adult, like mm-hmm. the the real heroes. Well, like the some of them heroes. Did, didn't someone graduate to the main team? Yes, Zatanna. Zatanna, um, the one the um, Captain Marvel got demoted, didn't he? <laughs> no, he's their like adult supervisor. Oh. He volunteered to kind of be like the liaison, right? Because he's, he's, he's a kid, only twelve. Yeah. yeah, but they don't know he's a kid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like Nightwing stayed with the team because he feels that like, you know it's his team right. and he runs the team. And um, I like Aqualad on that oh, show too. Yeah, Aqualad's great on that show. That's the he's best. He's got a really good character. story arc too, yeah. all yeah. the way through. Like they, 
I want to say the character showed up there before he showed up in the in yeah, the new fifty in, in in fifty two. Or it was one of those things that around like the a, same yeah, time. Yeah, like that. There's, it's either one or the other is the reason why that that, that Aqua Lad yeah. is that looks is the that way Aqualad. he does, right? And he got way more developed in that cartoon than he ever did in the sh- in the in the comics. Didn't season two start? And here's the spoiler for season two of Young Guys. Didn't it start with everyone thinking he had turned traitor? Yeah, mm-hmm. that yeah. was yeah yeah he'd gone undercover to right. infiltrate the bad guys who happened to be one of his, you know his father was one of them and they thought that at one point they think he kills oh, yeah, off a Blake, teammate. Black Manta, his father. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah, Jen. Um, I'm not very good at thinking up nerdy recommendations other than um, everybody should read Squirrel Girl. I'm going to say that at every single podcast. Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. I should really try and get Ryan North on and then have you interview him. Oh, I want him to come to the next Library Comic Con. Well, yeah, we'll we'll see. Maybe the show can help bolster that. Yeah. So so instead I'm going to talk about what I'm reading right now. Good. So... I am reading a book by Kirsten White. It's another YA book, and it's called And I Darken. Um, I really liked it. First of all, I got it as a, as a freebie. I got an advanced reader's copy, but it has been published. It came out in June 2016, I believe. Yeah. Um, it just took me long enough to read it. <laughs> so the reason I really I picked it up, besides that the cover is really pretty, it's got this knife on it, and it's cutting a flower. I'm bad at flowers, so I don't know what kind it is. But on the back... It's a purple flower. It's a purple flower. It says, no one expects a princess to be brutal. And so it is about the daughter of Vlad Dracul. And he's not Dracula in this. It's not a vampire story. Oh, so it's It's just Vlad Tepish kind of... You mean she's not sparkly? No. It's like historical fiction. Uh, Takes place in 1400s. So uh, it's Vlad Dracul's daughter who is not beautiful. She's still a princess, but she's not beautiful. She's ferocious. Um, and uh, Vlad's youngest son, Radu, who is got all the beauty that his daughter probably should have had. And they end up getting basically sold, uh, traded to the Ottoman Empire for Vlad to keep Vlad's loyalty. And they end up befriending the youngest son of the sultan, who ends up wanting to become sultan himself. And so it's this ugly, ferocious princess and this weak but beautiful boy and the powerless son of the sultan all kind of getting together to try to raise the son of the sultan up to power in the Ottoman Empire. It's really good so far. I'm not done it yet. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, for my pick, I'm going to go with the Netflix series of Voltron. Voltron. Uh, I started nice. I started watching it a while ago, kind of stopped and have sort of picked it up again. It's really good reinterpretation of that series. Hmm. Um, and there's a season two on its way, so it's you know it's giant robots. Is it is it Japanese or no? It's it, it's, a, it's, it's an American, American cartoon, American. but it is done by people who were lead writers and showrunners on. Um, uh, oh, not Last Airbender. What was the Legend of Korra? Oh, those are both good. Shows. Yeah, but it's it's specifically they worked on Legend of Korra. I assume they probably worked on Airbender too. But it's that's a it just really well done, and I love giant robots. Giant robots oh, are yeah, awesome. How can you not love giant robots? Now, what <laughs> may not be awesome or may be good, I'm not sure, 
is um, a geeky landmark of Toronto is unfortunately having to close its doors, and that is Suspect Video. Uh, oh. By the time this podcast airs, it's probably gone, because it, it is in the Mervish Village, and that is uh, mm-hmm. going to make room for condos, because that's what Toronto needs, is more condos. Yay, condos. Yay, condos. So um, they are selling off all their rental stock. Oh. And I happened to be on Toronto helping friend move, so I slid by there, and they're selling it off dirt cheap. So it's like five bucks a DVD, no Blu-rays. But um, what Suspect was always good for was finding hard-to-find things, bootleg things. Oh. And I picked up something that I, I kind of wanted to do for for the show as a review. So we'll do it the next Geektacular episode. Okay. Um, not the next episode. Next episode is a great Trek Expectations. The one after that, we will review this. Um, and it's something on Kevin's list that I thought might be harder to find. And as it turns out, it has a little bit of a connection to our uh, great Trek Expectations. Uh-oh. I picked up... The TV movie of The Spirit. Oh, oh, oh. It only aired, I think, once or twice. It was supposed to be a pilot for a TV show that never happened. Now, now, Visitor is in this show, right? That's the connection to Deep Space Nine. (laughs) I did not know that when I picked it up, and then I read it on the back, and I'm like, I have to own this now. (laughs) So, yep, and uh, Sam Jones, who um, younger listeners would know from Ted... More than Ted 2, more than anything else. Uh, our generation knows him as Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, yeah. Oh, um, and honestly, uh, this may be bad. It's not going to be any worse than the last version of the spirit that I saw on TV, on the uh, in film. So I figured we, we will sit down and watch that and give kind of our reviews as a subject for the, the next Geektacular episode. <laughs> so Fine. does this mean that for the next podcast we have to watch a terrible, terrible movie? It, I, well, it's a TV movie, so it's only probably it's an hour. It's 69 minutes long. Yeah, it's, it's shorter than the season than the premiere of Deep Space Nine we watched a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but that was good. Yeah. But we will see if this is good or bad. In the meantime, we, you can pred- find us on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. What's it called again? It's yeah, If you search for True North Nerds, you will find us. We're a secret group, but uh, search for us, hit us up, and we'll add you to the group. And uh, you can find us where you found this show to download or listen to. And uh, we should really put it and make an email address one of these days. We should. I I'll will probably gonna... tack it on to the rest of the episodes once we do. Okay. I'll get on that. <laughs> We're recording these almost all at once, folks, and releasing them slowly. Hence why you're getting a Doctor Strange review in February. <laughs> oh, hopefully it's before February. Yeah. yeah. Well, then we only releasing two episodes a month. We're, we're going to be this consistent. This is only episode five, so, yeah, that, so oh, that would make it February. February. <laughs> I, I'm going to sit down and do some more editing of everything on the weekend. So so if you haven't seen Doctor Strange by February... Buy the Blu-ray. You, yeah, yeah buy, buy the Blu-ray. And also... Um, probably on Netflix by the summer. These spoilers are not spoilers anymore. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of... Next Marvel movie, like official Marvel movie, is Guardians is 2. Guardians 2, so it'll probably oh, be out on Blu-ray before Guardians. Oh, yeah, I did get a trailer for Guardians 2. Oh, Power it. Rangers. Baby Groot. Oh, yeah, Power Rangers. What a piece of crap that looks like. Actually, I, I thought I it didn't look that really? bad. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it I think it might be one of those ones yeah. that'll be worth watching once. Yeah, maybe. And after Ryan. you've seen it, then you're like, oh. Well, Ryan I and I will go now. see it. 
I'll see it. I just don't have any expectations for it. I was in my 20s when Power Rangers started. It's not my thing. Oh, yeah. I, was, oh, yeah. I missed. I was just ahead of the Power Rangers. I watched it anyway. <laughs> so for uh, Kevin, Ryan, and Jen, I am Brent, and we will see you on our next episode. Well, not see you. You'll hear us. Something like that. We really need a We will phrase. talk at you at our next episode. See you later. Bye. Bye. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.